You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're joined now by Corey Miller of KSDK News to talk about the Pete Rose interview. Um, Corey, how you doing, my friend? Pretty good. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. Hopefully that the uh, the Cardinals can can start winning winning some more games here. Uh, we're talking about the, the Pete Rose interview that that was on uh, KSDK a couple of days ago at this point, and you know I feel like people forget that how how much of a connection he has to St. Louis just for playing in Cincinnati for 19 years. So before I, I get it, play any audio cuts or anything like that, what was that experience like for you, just being able to to, to watch that and to, to hear Pete Rose talk about it? Yeah, our uh, our sports director at KSDK, Frank Cusimano, uh, tracked Pete down. He's interviewed him a few times over the years and uh, got him on Zoom here for our Sports Plus show on Sunday night. And I'm I'm usually tasked with it, tasked with editing our big interviews every week. And it was Pete Rose this week, so I got to dig into all that goodness and uh, chop it down to. I think we had to go set six minutes, but it could have been like I don't know. 15 minutes right. <laughs> if I would have had the time time to air it because uh, Pete Rose love him or hate him and there's uh, lots of reasons to hate him still but he tells a good story and oh, yeah. he has a lot of good Cardinals stories uh, as well from uh, how he almost came to the Cardinals to his interactions with some of their most notable players like Stan Musial and Bob Gibson he uh, he had quite quite a few gems in there for sure yeah we're, we're gonna get to that First of all, I want to get your response on that. The first question that there, one of the questions that Frank asked was, uh, could Pete Rose still hit today if he was given mm. 10, 60 mile an hour fastballs? I think I'm betting on Pete Rose. I, I think that he could hit. Do you think that he could still hit with some line drives? You're, you're betting on, on Pete Rose and, uh, Pete Rose might bet on Pete Rose also. <laughs> uh, you know, he kind of, he kind of downplayed a little bit, but I mean, baseball doesn't, doesn't, uh, doesn't leave you even no matter how old you get you might not be able to hang with the young guys but that mm-hmm. hand-eye coordination is still there if you lob a few in there i think 80 year old pete rolls rose could uh stroke a few and hey i uh obviously in the current climate in the last couple years old timers games probably not a great idea to bring them back right now but yeah. i want to see some old timers games come back in the future and see some of these old guys get back out there and have some fun that would be a blast for sure. I mean, Pete Rose definitely has plenty of, of Hall of Fame teammates and friends that we'll, we'll touch about here and there. But first, I want to play a clip um, about the clip that you mentioned of Pete Rose possibly coming to St. Louis. Uh, so we'll play the clip and then just let me know that the question is, what do you think those Cardinal teams could have been like with, with Charlie Hustle? Granted, later stage of his career, but what, what do you think those teams could have been like? Well, if I had to do overall, again, I, I, I'd have went to the Cardinals because – he offered me a, a, a Buzz, Budweiser distributorship. What would that be worth today? Uh, but there again, you know, I like the Cardinal. I like the Cardinal organization. Uh, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to replace Lou Brock. You know what I mean? Because Lou Brock's a household name in the St. Louis area, and he was retiring, and they want me to come in and replace Lou Brock. And uh, I wasn't really to, uh, ready to do that. And I, I had offers from uh, the Atlanta Braves, uh, the Cardinals, of course. Uh, the, the, I went to the Phillies because that was the best team that I could see as far as the future was concerned. And it worked because I went there five years and went to two World Series and won a World Series for the first time in 86 years. So it worked out okay for me. But as I sit here and talk to you, I wish I had that Budweiser distributorship. So, yeah, it, and Pete Rose almost came here following the 1978 season. August Bush, the owner of the Cardinals at the time, and the owner of Budweiser, obviously, Anheuser-Busch, 
um, wanted him to be here. He was the biggest, one of the biggest names in the sport. Uh, but Pete Rose didn't want to act like he was replacing Lou Brock, which if he would have came after 78, he would have been teammates with Lou Brock for a year because right. Lou Brock still played in 79, had a great last season, stole 21 bases at the age of 40. Uh, and he, had, he hit 304. He had a great last year after a 1978 that was not very good. And it was maybe going to be a sad uh, send off for Lou Brock, but he was great. Pete Rose didn't want to uh, didn't want to act like he was taking up the mantle of the guy at the top of the lineup like Lou Brock was. Although the first thing he said when Frank asked him about that, he said he wishes he would have signed with the Cardinals. Right. It, it worked out for him. He won won a World Series with the Phillies, uh, but uh, he could have got a Budweiser distribute distributorship if he would have signed in St. Louis, as August Bush had promised him. And uh, like you said, he'd still like to have that today. So yeah. uh, Pete Rose wishes he would have been in St. Louis. That I tweeted out that uh, that little clip of him saying that, and I got quite the reaction on Twitter uh, from Reds fans and Cardinals fans alike, uh, wondering what could have been. It would have been interesting. That was right heading into the Whitey Ball era in the 1980s, the early 80s. Cardinals three times in the World Series in the 80s, one in 82. It would be a really interesting uh, – who knows what, what might have happened. If he's playing second base, maybe we don't see Tommy Herr. Maybe mm. they win. Maybe he's that piece that puts them over in, in one of those other years because we know there were great series in 85 and 87 with some uh, – if things go a little bit different way, you got Pete Rose in the lineup. Maybe the Cardinals win another World Series. So some fun uh, revisionist history to think about. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, there's always the what if in 1985 about the, the uh, oh, what yeah. if they had what if they had replay, but you know, uh, but granted, with the way replay is going in MLB today, maybe they don't overturn that call. Anyway. I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's they, the, they see that back in New York. They see Denkinger <laughs> miss that call back in New York, but uh, you know, we got to stand by our guy. It's <laughs> it's still good. Yeah. yeah, that's a whole another podcast discussion about yeah. replay today, but um. I mean, he played a long time in St. Louis. He talked a little bit about the respect that he had for St. Louis, and, and this is his, his clip talking about that. Other than Cincinnati, I, I got the utmost respect for the, the St. Louis uh, Cardinal organization. They're a first-class organization. They teach the young players how to play, and they seem to always be competitive. The Cardinals, no matter what year it is, always seem to have good players that are competitive players. And I really like that about the Cardinals because don't forget, I, I played against them for a lot of years before I become a free agent. What do you think that, that a guy as big of a competitor as Pete Rose was to help to still have that amount of respect for a rival city, a rival team? What do you think that, what do you think that, that says about ownership back then and, and really the, the franchise as a whole? He's just one of those. Well, our, uh, our producer, our sports producer, uh, KSDK, Andy Muller said it, we were talking on a different podcast yesterday, him and Whitey Herzog, just they're those baseball guys that mm -hmm. they've got the memory. They know everything off the top of their heads. They have so much respect for everybody they played with and against, and they can just recall everything at the drop of a hat. And that's definitely how Pete Rose was. And he remembers everything about the Cardinals because he said, other than Cincinnati, there really wasn't an organization he respected as much as the Cardinals, just how, how young players were drilled into that people make fun of it, but that Cardinal way, how, how young players are, are drilled into knowing how to play and uh, having the fundamentals from the moment they join the organization to the way they always come up all the way through. And uh, that's what he kind of, like you said, he wanted to be a part of that. And uh, he always had, always had great respect for them. And uh, yeah, he's that gritty baseball guy that just uh, 
knows uh, knows so much and knows that uh, St. Louis baseball is something special. Yeah, he definitely had a legendary memory for, for sure. I feel yeah. you know he he could recall things off the top of his head like that. Uh, he, you know, he mentioned multiple times that that he had 1972, 1972 wins throughout the course of his career. Mm-hmm. According to him, he holds 26 major league baseball records that he just knew at the top of his head. So it, it's a debate of what was more impressive, his skill on the field or his memory now as an <laughs> 80 year old uh, man. But a quote that I thought that was pretty interesting that he said, uh, Frank asked him about, um, you know, why were you able to play for so long? Because he played well into his 40s, right? And he said, the game was always fun for me, was, was the big quote. He mentioned Hall of Fame teammates that he had, Bench, Seaver, Morgan, he named some other guys. I think that that's something that, that, that gets lost, of just like, it, it's not just a grind, because there's definitely, there's probably no better uh, hustler competitor out there than, 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 than Mr. Rose. But I think it was an interesting aspect to think about just how much fun he had in the field, and that was really what it was able to propel him to play for so long. Yeah, I mean, he he made all of his teams better and he played for a lot of winning teams. And I think that helps uh, extend a career for sure, because if if you're just in it, I mean, he wanted all the records at the end, of course. But if you're just in it, uh, not winning anything, it'll probably make you check out a little bit sooner. And uh, you can't Frank said this. You can't tell the story of baseball history, certainly without Pete Rose. And you really can't tell the story of of American sports and American history without Pete Rose, because he's just everywhere. And in every little situation, uh, he was a great player, obviously, in his own right. But uh, all the luminaries of baseball, he, he interacted pretty much with everybody along the way. Built Bar is the best-tasting protein bar on the market. They have 18 incredible flavors, including nut and non-nut options. My favorite, as you all know, is cookies and cream. I cannot get enough of that stuff, and I mean that. I've also put in an order recently for double chocolate. Also threw in some German chocolate, banana bread, and orange in there as well. All good options. They are soft, they're easy to chew, and they're covered 100% in chocolate. No matter what flavor you get, you're going to get some chocolate. But they are still incredibly healthy. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. They are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber with a great Built Bar taste. For example, my favorite, Cookies and Cream, has 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs with the great Built Bar taste. Head over to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15, that's LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. One more time. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. For sure, he definitely had some... some I mean, I, you could probably hear him, listen to him talk for hours upon hours. I would be shocked if he ever ran out of stories to tell uh, for as long as your career that he had. And he mentioned his a little bit in the interview of his relationship with Stan Musial. And um, in fact, in this clip that we'll play right now, he referred to him as one of the top five baseball players ever. Stan Musial, one of the top five players in history of baseball. You look at his record, it's amazing. He was just a really, really good hitter and a really, really, really great guy. I think, you know, going back to the similar question of respect for St. Louis for a guy like Pete Rose, which probably without the the scandal at the end of his career, I think he would be regarded more as a top three player in the history of baseball. For him to say something like that about Stan, uh, Pete also mentioned that uh, Stan was the first Hall of Famer that he played against. That, again, tells you a lot about a lot about Stan Musial, if anything else. Yeah, and uh, just Pete's respect for the game, say, because – 
when you think all-time top players from St. Louis, you'll bring up Stan Musial. But if you're uh, somebody on a national level, you might not uh, think to bring Stan up, even though the numbers are certainly there and those that saw him in person will certainly stand by that. But Pete brings him right to the forefront. Uh, and that's another thing he said when asked about Albert Pujols later in the, in the interview, uh, he brought up St. Louis just churns out great baseball players, but also guys that are like universally loved mm-hmm. like Stan and Albert. And uh, we talked about, Rose kind of kind of being a guy along the way in baseball history, kind of like the Forrest Gump of baseball history. Um, <laughs> he was his rookie year. He uh, one of his uh, last games of the season there. He's in Stan Musial's last game and Stan gets his last hit uh, right past him into the outfield. They throw it in the, to Pete and Pete hands the ball to Stan. And then some odd years later, when Rose is breaking uh, Musial's National League all-time hits record. Musial's in the crowd and comes out and congrats uh, Pete at, at first base. So it all kind of comes full circle. And uh, yeah, I like I like thinking about Pete Rose as the the Forrest Gump of uh, baseball history because he's just always there because he played so long and interacted with uh, some some great names, especially great Cardinal names. Yeah, that, that, that's a that's a great way to put it. The Forrest Gump of baseball history. Well, he definitely <laughs> interacted with a lot, and he talked about three pitchers that he faced, uh, one two that he played with as being the, the toughest guys, t- toughest competitors that he ever played against. Those being Tom Seaver, Steve Carlton, and Bob Gibson. And Rose remembered right off the bat, pun intended, that he hit three oh seven against Bob Gibson. That's impressive because I would be willing to bet, especially over that many at bats. I think Frank said that he had one hundred and fourteen or seventeen at bats against against him. That not too many people were hitting three three hundred off of Gibson. No, and if I hit that high off Bob Gibson, I would certainly uh, I would remember it off the bat too because right. and there's not a whole lot of guys that that got Gibson that much. And uh, I don't know if, I don't know you might play this clip later, but his, his Gibson story is great because yep. we know how uh, intense Bob get. Are you gonna play that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I won't I won't ruin it then. So I'll <laughs> I'll actually set it up here. Here's what Pete Rose had to there say about go. his first. Uh, his first encounter with Bob Gibson, so I don't ruin it. Yeah, I went over. I said, would you hit Gibby a slider? And he just was like this with his hands on his knees and didn't say anything. And I asked him again. He said the same thing. So the inning was over. I went into my my manager, Fred Hutchinson, and I said, I said, Skipper, let me ask you a question. Is Bob Gibson a deaf mute? He said, why? I said, because I talked to him two or three times. He didn't answer me. He said, oh, no, he don't talk to the opposition. So the next day we're taking batting practice. I'm watching Bro- Brock and, and Dick Rote and Bill White and Kurt Floyd take batting practice. And Gibby walked out of the dugout and he, and he walked by me and he said it was a slider, Rook. So it took him 24 hours, but he did talk to me. And every, every event I used to do with Gibby after that, he would never stop talking. Yeah, that definitely quite the story there. I mean, Gibson is definitely – the, the definition of a competitor. Um, and I think that that's kind of just, just funny that, that Pete mentioned after that, that he couldn't stop talking to Gibson after that, that first yeah. encounter. So <laughs> definitely two, two, when two competitors meet, it's always interesting to see what the, what the dynamic um, is, is going to be like, but, but bringing it to kind of more to the forefront, um, a guy that, that Frank's talked about a little bit about how Nolan Arenado, new Cardinal third baseman, obviously the, the story of the, the season. So for the off season, at least that, um, that Nolan has a similar love for the game as Pete did. Uh, and that's been well-documented both for Pete, obviously, and, and for Nolan. And this is what um, Pete Rose had to say about, about Nolan's love for the game and that he can just straight up hit. Oh, that guy can hit. I mean, I know he played a, his whole career in, in Colorado, and, and you, you lose a little thunder because of that. But uh, Ro- that, that guy can hit. I mean, he can tone. He'll get hot this year at St. Louis, and, and St. Louis will get hot because 
Arenado can carry a team. I like I like to watch him play. He's just a good hitter too. What 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 would you what would your advice be, be to Cardinal fans for when, when you hear somebody as big a name as Pete Rose to say that about your current third baseman? Or how does that make you feel as, as a Cardinal uh, coverer to have somebody give that high a praise to your current third baseman? Well, I mean, it, it's hard to love Nolan Arenado more than Cardinals fans already have, but <laughs> I think it's just going to keep growing and growing because I've said I've said this before. Uh, he's the numbers have been great and are not great. They've been pretty good so far. They were great for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously we love what he can do on the field, but it's the passion so far that I think everybody has, that's taken him to that next level and that will make fans love him even more because this guy just loves to play so much that home run on opening day. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I really wish I'm glad there were at least some fans in there because if there was a full house, it would have been just nuts with him yelling and screaming on his way to the dugout mm-hmm. last night. Uh, when I thought, honestly, I thought off the bat, he might've got that one and, uh, and won the game. Oh, yeah. He gets to first base and throws his helmet down and he's mad because he knows he, he can do better and wanted to win the game right there. But yeah, it's just Pete Rose played the game harder than maybe anybody that's ever played it. And Arenado definitely has a lot of those same qualities as well. And I think that's going to be something that uh, makes him really beloved by uh, St. Louis fans going forward. Yeah, one, one moment that I like to bring up with Arnado is how much he got into it on opening weekend with, with the whole scruffle on the Saturday when Castellanos did his flex on it. And again, that's a different discussion. But for a new guy like Arnado to get in on that and to stand up for his teammate, although that was huge too. Um, but, but just kind of finishing up on Pete Rose here while I still got you. You can't talk about Pete Rose, sadly, without talking about the betting and the scandal, right? Uh, and Pete talked about that too. Um, uh, Frank asked him, what, what do you think about the Hall of Fame anymore? And Pete straight up says, I don't think about it. He talked about how he's in the Hall of Fame at Cincinnati, got a statue, number retired. Um, and then a little bit later on, Frank said, what would you do differently? And Pete said, I wouldn't bet on baseball. So he's clearly remorse for it. I don't mean to put you on the spot, but what are your kind of general thoughts on the, the betting, the, the ban from Baseball Hall of Fame, if you want to share, do you think you should be in the Hall of Fame? And it just sucks that the hit came. We have to talk about this this sort of scandal. But what are your thoughts on the whole, probably the one big negative of Pete Rose's career? Yeah, I mean, I was really interested as I'm going through the interview. And uh, obviously, this is going to air in St. Louis, and we're going to get into Cardinal stuff. But you can't have Pete Rose on and not ask him uh, about the big question. And, and Frank got to it at the end. I thought he framed it pretty well. Do you, do you think about the Hall of Fame? Um, and we know he said no, but uh, we know in the past it's definitely not true because he's tried <laughs> multiple times right. to, to ask for reinstatement um, so he could at least get on the ballot or, or try to get in. And it, it really just stinks because, yeah, the all-time hit king and the all-time home run king are not in baseball's Hall of Fame, which just it just stinks. And But <laughs> Pete Rose broke – a rule that was on every major in every major league locker room. And he knew he broke it. And uh, that's kind of the way it is. I think uh, it's, I kind of maybe would take the same stance as I do with some of the guys that have been linked to steroids. You can't tell the story of baseball in the hall of fame without guys like Pete Rose, without guys like Barry Bonds. And it's crazy to say they're not hall of famers, but you don't want to glorify them because they did do something that was wrong. So I mean, I would give I would give them a plaque. I would say they're Hall of Famers, but I'm not going to give them a day in Cooperstown to come and make their speeches and, and be glorified. Um, and if maybe it's something they think, okay, 
maybe after Pete Rose is gone, maybe 10 years after Pete Rose is gone, they'll dignify him as a Hall of Famer. Uh, that's that's pretty rough for him, uh, not being around to see it, but still he would be in there and it, it would be less of a glorification since he broke the rules. It's really tough and it it, it stinks, but uh, I, I I get where uh, I get where the state of things are right now, and I think Pete kind of has accepted it as well. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. This week has tons of sport action on the go as the NFL Draft is on, and the Kentucky Derby is back as the first leg of the Triple Crown begins this weekend. Get all the news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including, like I mentioned, MLB, but also NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device. And check out all the great sporting news. Sign up for bonuses and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get in on the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device. Sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's right, you can get free money. Enter the promo code Locked On L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Meaning that if you deposit, let's just say, let's go... Low, let's say if you deposit 50 bucks, you'll get 25 extra dollars on your first deposit with the promo code locked on. This is all at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Yeah, I understand both sides of the argument, less so on, on the bonds and Clemens, uh, the, the steroid users, but this is just my own personal thing. I think Rose eventually gets in. I don't think Bonds or Clemens get in, um, at least in the near future. I mean, you know, time will tell overall, but I, don't, I think Pete Rose eventually gets in. Um, I just think it, it's a different issue when you're talking about steroids versus betting. And I get it. They're both wrong. They're both against the rules, but I, I just think that it, it's a different scenario. I think Rose eventually gets in, but, but Corey, I appreciate having you on and why don't you but tell my listeners, I'm, I'm sure most of my listeners know who you are, but tell, tell them where, where they can find you, where they can find some of your work on KSDK. Yeah, if you go to ksdk.com or if you happen to live in live in St. Louis watching or listening to this podcast, just turn on uh, Channel 5 any night. You'll probably see something I did or open uh, ksdk.com. You'll probably see something I did a uh, little bit all over the place uh, creating content. We got some some great stories and definitely some great Cardinals coverage coming this year for what we hope will be a long and uh, exciting season. Yeah, well, right now we're recording this on Tuesday afternoon, and the Cardinals sit at 11-11 uh, before Martinez takes the bump tonight. Um, I got to ask one more question before I let you go. Real quick, thoughts on the season so far and your prediction for Tuesday night's game when this airs on Wednesday. Everybody will know whether you're right or wrong. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, so we got Martinez. Eflin, I think, is tonight, yeah. isn't it, for the Phillies? Yeah. Um, I'll tell you, I loved uh, – the Wheeler Wainwright game. That's oh, what, that's that awesome. been one of my favorite games of the year. Uh, was there was remarkable. pretty much no offense, but it was like two hours and 10 minutes and yeah. <laughs> it had intrigue and some great starting pitching. Uh, I'd love to see that again, but yeah. uh, um, I, you know, the Cardinals have, have been pretty good. I mean, I think we're going to see a 500 team for a while until a couple months in when they, okay, who is this team? And it's got to go in either one way or the other. So I think they're going to hover around this, uh, this kind of what they've been playing so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carlos Martinez, anytime it goes out there, you have no idea what he's going to do. So he looked great last time. Um, I think I, I think he's going to build on it again, and, and this Cardinal staff is going to keep up a strong start of uh, 
going deeper into games. I think he'll get five or six innings here. Uh, you know, if they would have won last night, I would have said they were going to lose this this one. But uh, they lost last night. They're coming out. They're coming out. You know, Aaron Arenado. Uh, I'm going to say Arenado gets himself one uh, in All game right. two here, and uh, the Cardinals take the second game against the Phillies. Going bold. I like it. Yeah, I phrased a question <laughs> on my show Tuesday. It's just like, which Carlos Martinez is going to show up? Is it is it going to yeah. be the bad or the good or the ugly? <laughs> you know, which, which you never know. Up. But we'll, we'll see how it goes. Well, uh, Corey, appreciate your time. And um, if you want, if you guys want to go find the Pete Rose interview, it's on KHDK.com um, on their sports, uh, sports Plus show. Is that right, Corey? Yes. Yeah, uh, sport. Sports Plus show. And we have... It's on our YouTube. It's on uh, the website. Uh, a little bit. It's everywhere. <laughs> make sure people saw it. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it's a it's a good one. So make sure you go take the time to listen. So appreciate your time today, Corey. Thanks.